What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Decode Podcast. I am your host, Ken Carderas, a.k.a. Omega Z, here with Gino, owner and operator <laughs> of the Waypoint Cafe. Uh, <laughs> I don't like being touched by people who don't have money. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Uh, we're obviously going to be talking about uh, the, the new hypeness that is the Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel later on in the show. <laughs> But we also have uh, a lot of gaming. Well, not a lot, but some interesting topics to go over. <laughs> crimes against <laughs> humanity. <laughs> war crimes. War crimes. War uh, crimes. I don't think these count as war crimes, though. I mean, <laughs> one of the people included do war crimes. <sighs> Maybe. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. How's everyone doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, I guess we could start off with what we always do. What have we been playing? I've been playing a $2 game. And what is the name of this $2 game? It just escaped my name. By- uh, it's called Vampire Generation. Yes! Yeah. Vampire Survivor or something? No, it's, va- it's Vampire Generations. Is it Generations? I, say, I don't know. It's a $2 game. You think I'm going to remember the name of it? I just know it's awesome. That is, it's basically Castlevania survive. So uh, this vampire game that's on Steam, it's literally two dollars. It is a Castlevania styled shoot 'em up horde thing. Vampire survivors, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's two ninety nine. It's two ninety nine. It is one of the best things I've ever seen. It has so many references. It like some of the sprites are actually homages. Yep. Uh, the ghost, like one of the secret characters, you have to put in the secret Konami code from Vampire of uh, Sympathy of the Night Two. Right. And that's how you unlock the character. Mm-hmm. And he has no stats but luck. Who does that sound like? <laughs> it's tofu. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, Vampire Survivors is one of those things that like they came out last year and it was just one of those things that kind of got overlooked. And I remember catching it on stream by Cinder, yeah, who also works here at the cafe and he was streaming it the other day. And I was just like, what is this? This looks like crack. <laughs> and I literally sat there watching his stream and I was like, this game looks amazing. We put it, he put in eight hours and he didn't even realize it. He's just like, it ain't my time. And that goes to show you, you don't need to charge $80 for a game like they're trying to do now. Is that Dizzy in the chat? It is Dizzy in the chat. Holy crap, Dizzy, how have you been? Dizzy is like day one. <laughs> Happy birthday, Diz. Welcome to the stream. Oh, anything else besides Vampire Survivors? Uh... Yeah, stuff that I can't really say on the street. I mean, I can say the title. What's the title? Um, Isekai Journey. I've been turned into a succubus and now I have to get back home. Is it a hentai game? Kinda. Oh, that's why. Okay. But it's a, dun- it's a dungeon uh, crawling it's a game. dungeon crawling. No, it's an actual... It's a- so remember those old school 3D dungeons where it was like, you just have the wall? Right, okay. It's like that. 
But it's a porn game. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? It, it, it's a porn game that has really good game mechanics. Like, out, like if you remove everything you said, it's like, no, this is a solid dungeon crawler. What the hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can stream these games. I don't know where you can, because there's a whole genre of games that I think people should see, because they have interesting game mechanics. I guess it does it vi- does it violate it, Twitch uh, TOS? It's rated M, but you can't show you know stuff nudity. On Twitch. You like, can't yeah. show nudity on Twitch. Yeah. Right. So I'm just like, so what do you do? So if if, actual, if you like, want to show it off, I guess it's one of those things that you have to play ahead of time and then clip everything out. Clip everything out while you're playing it. And it's like I'm gonna put the sensor bar over here. My other question is, how do people then play Shin Megami Tensei Five on Twitch? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's like, well, you have Mara over there. You really can't like. It happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, like um, it has some really good uh, game mechanics. The combat system is actually very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, it has two types of combat, which is like your standard random encounter. Yep. And then certain characters, like one of the characters is a gambling character where you get like where your attack is based on how well you do against odds. Okay. So I'm like, oh, this is that's actually kind of interesting. I really like that kind of character. And your HP and like your attack is based on how much gold you have. So he's like Yojimbo from Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to love that in Final Fantasy Ten. Like when I got you a Jimbo and he's yeah. like, you pay him money and then the animation was like literally giving him the gill. Yeah. Then he just wiped the dudes out. <laughs> and like, like the more money you gave him, the higher his attack was. <laughs> but yeah, like I kind of wish like there, there are certain games that use interesting mechanics. It's just they're stuck in a genre. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a genre that's like taboo, so most people like will avoid never it. Never will look at or it. Or just never like know that. what it is. I'm sure there's like plenty of like YouTubers out there who have that stuff on it, and they oh, probably yeah. or they upload their videos elsewhere on other internet pages that we shall not name. <laughs> it's the beginning of the song "Daylight," right? <laughs> uh, so I'm still playing through Nobody Saves the World. Like I know that everybody's like, oh, but this game could be done in like eight to ten hours. It's like I I keep restarting because I want to try to get different skill trees and different characters. But I'm really enjoying the game. Uh, obviously, if you've been uh, for those of you joining the live and you are frequent watchers of the stream, I have been playing the Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel, aka more crack than I can already take, <laughs> uh, because Yu-Gi-Oh is just addictive. I love my card games, man. The thing is, it's like an abusive relationship because <laughs> you quit it and go to better card games. But then it always finds a way to bring you back. It always brings me back because I'm just like, one, I, I like the card game. You know, I'm a big fan of the anime, too. So there's that. <laughs> As we can see. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. There's just always there's something about Yu-Gi-Oh that always makes it fun to go back to it's the unga bunga brain syndrome as me and Cinder have called it you like to see big numbers on the board yeah i guess that's part of it <laughs> it's like the diablo system 
Basically, oh, the higher the number, the happier I am. <laughs> <laughs> the longer the combo, the more miserable the opponent is, the happier I am. Yeah, I guess there's that. I mean, like, the game is not like we all, like, any of us who have played Yu-Gi-Oh! for an extended amount of time. I've been playing this game since it came. Like, just to give you an idea, Yu-Gi-Oh! has been around since 2001, okay? This game is 20 years old. 21 years old. 21 years old. Yu-Gi-Oh! is old enough to drink. To drink and vote. <laughs> and I remember the early games that didn't know what the rule sets were. So you had like the sun moon system. No PS one game. Let's not talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> and how violent the manga was. The manga was extreme. Well, the actual the original, regular, the original, original manga one, was yeah. extremely violent. He said a dude on fire. <laughs> <laughs> With vodka. Yes. <laughs> The original manga was 19, yeah, 1998. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys have been around a long time. Yeah. Um, but I always find myself going back to it just because, like, it's just, like, one, it's nostalgia. Two, it's it's a game. Like, even though I know I know the game is not, like, the most balanced thing ever, but. That's I, the thing that has made me laugh because I've seen a lot of my friends who haven't touched the game in years go back and they just, like, what just happened? I'm like, yeah, this is why I say Yu-Gi-Oh is not. It's a fun game. Mm-hmm. But it's not fun in the same way that you think is fun. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back into that Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel discussion later on in the, uh, in the game because I want to talk about the Master Duel and what it might mean for potential esports type things. Because obviously, it feels like the, it was done to be in the line of like MTG, MTG Arena, um, Legends of Rune Terror, which also has its tournament system online. Yeah. So we'll talk about that later on. But let's get into some more of Speaking of esports news. Esports news. Um no drop, one's happy about this. This is a this is a biggie. Uh so those of you who know ESL gaming, which is a major esports host, is now owned by Saudi Arabia. No 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 no, 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 no not a company not a company the government of Saudi Arabia owns ESL gaming right now. And face it. With that, with that purchase of ESL gaming, they also own DreamHack. Yes. <laughs> yes, the state of Saudi Arabia. Their public fund bought ESL one. <laughs> yeah. So, for those of you who are like, okay, isn't that good? No. Well, this means that all of CSGO is owned by Saudi Arabia, which is an issue. Because a lot of people don't weren't happy with that. People remember the issue of Riot Games doing something with the state of Saudi Arabia. Um, the entire community outspoke of that because of the breach of violation of human rights. Um, now, Dota 2 sitting here like, what are we going to do? So, yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's a bit crazy. Uh, like, there's there's both good and bad for this. Uh, p- this is people wrong with esports, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like, they are also a shareholder of SNK, which most people tend to forget. Um, They're not the majority shareholder, though. No, but they they, they have they, stake and also Capcom. <laughs> yes, they also have stake in Capcom. Um, it's just it just feels like an impressive like it's definitely a great investment for Saudi Arabia yeah um, but for like the competition side of things the esports side of things um, it, it, it puts them in a little bit of a uh, 
Quandry? Quandry? <laughs> oh, the speed murky? Tiny bit murky. Like, like, okay, here. Here's how I take it. Yeah, uh, Trollbon has said it exa- exactly what I wanted yeah. to do. It's like, so any, any money they make does go back to the public space, which is a great thing. But you have to remember, this is Saudi Arabia. This is also a monarchy. Yes. So we're talking about the monarchy of Saudi Arabia. Which means most of the public space. And a bunch of oil barons who are now going into esports. Yeah. <laughs> huh. It's a thing. Uh, but this is huge. Like, I. I Does that mean we're the bad guys now? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, ultimate whale. Like, they are actually ultimate whales. That's good, but this is huge. This is definitely going to have major implications for CSGO, Dota 2. And um, face it. And face it. Which like. is also running all of the Halo. <laughs> um, like the Halo uh, Championship mm-hmm. Series qualifiers and everything. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. This is obviously something that's going to develop more over time. But uh, just... Yeah, that, that's a pretty thing. insane. <laughs> uh, touching back off of what we talked about last week with Blizzard Activision. Um, two pieces of news. Two pieces out. of news came out uh, while we went off the air. Uh, one of the things is that Blizzard is actually making a survival game. They announced a uh, a hiring yeah. motion for a survival based game that will most likely be an Xbox exclusive, probably. <laughs> so there's that. Is that? Um, um, I have the other I, day. I have mixed news about this personally. Well, why did it, because they offered a hiring? No, because it's a survival game. Right. For those of you who don't know Blizzard's track record, they have only really one, ga- two games that they do very well with. Role-playing games, like World of Warcraft. Yeah. And, and dungeon looters, like Diablo. Diablo. And, um, and R- like, RTS is technically... Somewhat, <laughs> um, but that they've never really branched out of that. That they never really branched out of their original Warhammer contract. That's how they got those those worlds. Right. And everything. They're supposed to create Warhammer games. Games Workshop just said, "Never mind." Like, can we still use like you know orcs and stuff like that? Like, yeah, sure. So that's how we got Warcraft and Starcraft. Um, the issue though is, um, the last time Blizzard tried to do a brand new IP. It was Project Titan, and they had to be bought by Activision, and then they got turned into Overwatch. Yeah. But now they have Xbox money. Yeah, they have Microsoft money. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be good. I, I, I hope it's good. Again, you know, it's, it's more about the culture change more than anything, which unfortunately yeah. won't be implemented anytime soon. Yeah. Because as, as we Ravensoft... <laughs> Raven voted to uh, had a studio wide vote to unionize, and they unionized. And then Activision Blizzard. Well, it was Ravensoft's Q and A department that decided to unionize for Q and A developers. Right. So these are the people who do bug fixes, checks for bugs, um, basically like you know, make sure that the product doesn't ship broken, which they haven't been doing. They've been on strike, and they decided to form a union. And now Activision is doing their best to quash it by forcing a studio-wide union vote. So they're like, well, the Q&A devs 
can't just unionize on their own. The whole studio has to. And they're going to try to get the state of California to force this vote with little to no lead time to get the news out to the rest of the studio so that it would fail. Yeah. Thanks, Kotick. <laughs> it's unfortunate, you know. But again, this is one of those things that we hope changes if and when the Activision deal goes through, which it most likely will, because it's not really a monopoly. Um, but again, you know, it's all part of what I said last week, where like I want most of the change to be internal more yeah, than anything. Exactly. Um, I so, mean, if you look at the difference in board of directors between Xbox and Activision, Xbox over fifty percent directors are women. Yeah. I think there's 10 positions on that board of Xbox. Seven of them. Yep. <laughs> so it's just one of those things yeah. that you're just like, oh, they're doing everything. Imagine what we're, we're really going to watch. We're going to watch. Like, here, here's how I see it going now. Everyone's saying, but Kotek already has his money. Why would he do more damage? It's like, it's not about the money for Kotek. It's about his ego. Yes. He's the kind of person who can't be proven wrong. And he will never admit that he wants to be wrong. Even if the entire industry tells him, no, you're an idiot, you're wrong. <laughs> they we, won't. We pretty much know he's already wrong. Yeah. Um, so. Of note, some more uh, clarifications came off of uh, this particular deal. The next three Call of Duty installments will also appear on PlayStation systems. I believe that's what is contracted for. Yes, that so. is contracted. And there's the, also a PlayStation exclusive Warzone 2 thing. Yeah, there's some type of... It will basically it some type first. of call, some type of first. Call of Duty is gonna launch or be a timed exclusive, exclusive for the PS5. The PS5. So there's that. Um, obviously, you know, we said last week. You know, I don't think like they're gonna take some things and make them, you know, obviously. their own. Um, but it would be against the interests of gaming to really like. I think I don't think they're gonna take like they're not gonna take like the large things like like StarCraft or Overwatch 2 and make them Yeah. They might force the esport away from being on PlayStation consoles, which they did right. like, the first year and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Which which is honestly better for the esport, let's yes. be honest. <laughs> um But I do think that we'll probably get like some exclusive skins or more exclusive like free weekends. Most likely. On PC and on Xbox. Uh, what I think is going to happen is StarCraft Ghost exclusive to <laughs> Star <laughs> exclusive only. They're going to revive StarCraft Ghost. They have Hexen. Oh my god, they have Hexen. <laughs> I completely forgot they have Hexen. That's one of the things Phil Spencer was like, oh wait, we have Hexen. And like, he's really excited to like bring back some of the franchises that haven't been you used in a You mean the franchises while. that he grew up with? Yes. Like that we all grew up with? Yeah, we're old. Very old. <laughs> Am I older than Phil Spencer? No, I think, you're, I think you're around the same age. Oh my God, I'm Phil Spencer's age. I have been gaming a very long time, guys. This is <laughs> now I'm going to have to check. Yeah, you can look that up probably. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, like there's Hexen. Um, interesting to know that, you know, remember Activision also has Spiral and Crash. He's 54. Yeah, so not that much other. Yeah. 14 years is bleh in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, imagine like an Xbox exclusive crash. That wouldn't surprise. Actually, you know what? I, you know what I do see happening. Microsoft also still has the rights to Blur. <sighs> oh, they might do. I've always still wanted a Mario Kart. Like Blur was oh, the Mario Kart competitor, Mario in my Kart. opinion. I want. Take it. I want a Mario Kart S thing with just Xbox franchises. And now they have the franchises. <laughs> now they have a bunch of franchises to use, which is and just pretty use the good. Blur engine. That's it. Right? Blur was such a good engine. It, it saddens me that everyone's like, oh, but it wasn't a good game. No, it was an excellent game. But if you want to talk about rubber banding AI, oh I will God. never complain about Mario Kart again. No. <laughs> Until Blur came, I was like, oh my God, you want to talk about rubber banding? That thing was a rubber band. That was super glue AI. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I hit this corner. Boom. Dang. I'm like, everyone hit me. Like, everyone just, what? Okay. I had a plus 15 lead. I tapped this corner and Gone. slowed down 0.5 seconds. Eight cars passed me. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, wait, how fast are these things? <laughs> so Blur had some design faults, but it was still a very, very, yes. very good game. Yes. Um, but speaking of platforming franchises, this is a, a discussion uh, that was briefly touched on uh, in our Discord. Uh, we had mentions of Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, uh, but also I had shared a trailer for K.O. the Kangaroo, which is having a revival. And... In the pre-show, we were talking about like how gaming is getting so expensive, and it's, it's, it's like we were talking about how there are different ages. Yes, guilt, and I was saying how the PS4 and the Xbox One era, like this is the previous generation, mm-hmm. was kind of a gilded age because no one wanted to do anything risky anymore. Yeah, you you kind of get the same kind of game. You get these the third Sony. Let's quote from the the game of the year video. Uh, the third person over the top, over the shoulder, shoulder. Uh, Michael Bay explosion <laughs> riddle thing. Yes, yes, that's what we got. Yes, uh, you guys can watch nothing, the video. I, I, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that if it's like one or two devs doing that. Mm-hmm. I. I want more double A. I want more single A. I want more B grade games mm-hmm. that are. And yes, we had to go to indie games, but some of these, I feel like they also fell into the same trap. Yeah. Where they're all either doing a Metroidvania or a roguelike or, rogue-like. or both. <laughs> or you put, yeah, put them together both. And it's like you get, it's very rare that you get something like Chicory. Or Nobody Saves the or World. Or Nobody Saves the World. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, you're taking this, and it's like, wait a second, no, this is more unique. Mm. This stands out because we were watching also Fez, and I'm like, we haven't had a game that has stood out like Fez did, right? In such a long time, I feel. Like. I feel like so, like nobody sees the world is one of those games that I feel like yeah. this is really amazing. I will talk about this game and I will review it, and that review will be up on our website because I love this game and you need to play it. Um, but what I really wanted to focus on is how one genre is seeing such a big revival recently, and it's a genre that has won two of our esteemed Game of the Year awards. And I'm talk, I'm of course talking about the 3D platformer, and we've been seeing this resurgence of 3D platformers, which is a genre that was quote unquote deemed yeah. dead for a while outside of Nintendo. Outside of Nintendo, um, 
But we're starting to see this resurgence and we're seeing it, you know, we had Super Mario Odyssey come out in 2017. Um, most recently, we had Psychonauts 2. Um, I would go farther, even though it wasn't a great game. Um, that Banjo and Kazooie. Um, ukulele. Ukulele. Impossible Layer is a great game. No, Impossible Layer is a great game. The, the original? original game isn't a great game. But, but it was a novel idea. But it did scratch that itch that I wanted for that. For that 3D platformer. Platformer, yeah. exploratory, collectathon game. Mm-hmm. So, like, seeing, like, one of the things that got me thinking about this was, one, seeing K.O. the Kangaroo. Like, we have not seen this character since the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the game looks like it's obviously made for kids. And I started thinking about some of the other platformers that have come out recently that maybe didn't... <laughs> Get like a lot of recognition. And I thought back to Gex. Well, I mean, Gex was amazing. Bring back Gex, you cowards! <laughs> we had a whole thread in our Discord about like what would it be like if we if we were right Tasmanian tiger. So, um, uh, big shout outs to Cam and um, uh, who else was in there? I think uh, I don't know his nickname, but Jason, and in, in the Discord chat, they had phenomenal ideas, and I was just like. We need to get these guys together and let's make a pitch to Square Enix because Gex is owned by Crystal Dynamics. So I would kill for a new Gex game. <laughs> I always confuse Gex and Perfect Dark together because they came out around the Well, Perfect Dark's retro. We're rare. Is yeah. now it's Microsoft. Microsoft's owned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We literally workshopped the Gex reboot uh, in our Discord chat. Nice. Um, but I got to think, like, I just, I, I, those are genres that I've missed. And it, the indie scene is what has kept a lot of them alive. So it's really refreshing to see current developers try to bring those back into the fray. Um, so I wanted to think about some of the franchises that had platformers that could do with of return. I personally, I know that they did it with Skylander. I would love a return to classic Spyro. So if I was to go exclusive wise, I think we're long overdue for another ape escape game. You know what that Devin, you know what he's doing though right now. Nope. <laughs> he literally sits here and he's like, yeah, I want to do another Ape Escape game. No, the world's not ready for it. <laughs> they're like literally they're like, no, please no. Maybe the world's ready for it now. <laughs> uh, Ape Escape. I'm surprised Rare also hasn't like do they own Banjo Kazooie? Does Rare still own Banjo? Microsoft owns Banjo. Because remember, the last game was Nuts and Bolts, which was the racing game. Yeah, that was a while ago. Holy crap. Yeah. And it was not received as well. Hmm. There have been rumblings that they are working on Banjo. Like, there, there, there have been rumblings of Banjo 3 being made. I would love to see that again. Because of Microsoft didn't expect that. It's like, okay, yeah, we'll put them in Smash. Like, some people will like them. That is one of the most liked videos up until Sora came out. Remember our reaction? <laughs> <laughs> remember Ben? Uh, remember DK? And everyone else's reaction? 
<clears throat> like, um, oh my god, cameo on the elements of power. Yo, I, I, I just I, recently replayed that actually. I guess that would count as a 3D platformer, kind of. No, it's more like an action adventure game. It's an game. action puzzle 3D platformer because yeah. you had to do puzzling. Um, yeah, we're kind of stuck. <laughs> if we're talking about just 3D platform, Rayman. I mean, Rayman like lived and died on the Switch <laughs> with Rayman Legends. Yeah. Um. Oh my god! I just realized it's been it's been four years since Mario Odyssey. Yeah, we need another Mario game. I think we're gonna get a hint at a Mario game. Like I know we got like 3D World, but that was like a port, and not as like hugely refined as Mario Odyssey was. Jack and Daxter. I think Sony could do with another Jack and Daxter. I mean, Naughty Dog has give it, give it. Naughty back. Dog has said that they are working on multiple games. Yes. So. Sly Cooper. I mean, Sly Cooper is still with Sony. They just yeah, no. not doing anything with him. <laughs> no, give it, give it the same. In my opinion, don't let Naughty Dog work on it. Well, so, no, uh, so, it was um, Sucker Punch. I know. Give no, but give those two IPs to the Ratchet and Clank devs. I mean, Insomniac already has Ratchet and Clank, so yeah. they're good enough with that on its own. Um. But yeah, like Sly Cooper, like a lot of those franchises just kind of like got their entries and then that's it. They moved away from it. And it's like, no, you could have kept these things going for a bit of time. But I guess like the developers kind of just like want to move on to new things. I mean, look at how like. Uh, let's, Chameleon let's, twist. Let's look at how <laughs> Naughty Dog, <laughs> which created Crash Bandicoot, lost Crash Bandicoot due to licensing stuff, makes Jack and Daxter. Then goes to Uncharted, yeah, and then to The Last of Us. Like that's a interesting oh, conquer. Conquer is a rare game. It's a rare game, but who owns the IP? Because I don't I think, think Microsoft. I does. think Rare does because the last Conquer was on Xbox, and it wasn't on anything else. Another Jet Set Radio game. <laughs> but this year we have uh, we have Kirby Automata. We also have another <laughs> Kirby game. A uh, recent Famitsu article um, stated, yeah, the next month's issue will be focusing on Kirby the New World and a new unannounced Kirby game. That sh- uh, and they said something about multiplayer. I'm sitting here I'm like, if we're getting Air Ride 2. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear to God, if I'm getting Air Ride 2, but a 30th anniversary, a 35th anniversary, 30 or 35th? This year it would be Kirby's 30th. Yeah, okay, 30th. Give me Air Ride 2, you cowards. Nah, it's going to be probably like another all the An Superstars game. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to give you every Kirby ever made on one system. I would like another Donkey Kong game, but not in this style of country. In the style of 64. Nah. No? So, like, I love Rare, but Donkey Kong 64... I think a lot of people have nostalgia goggles on that one, but that game was. Oh no 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 no! no, no. no. Let, let me let me clear the let me clear this out. I want it done as a 3D platform, a good 3D platform, <laughs> not as 64. I'm like, I think there's, I think Donkey Kong deserves another chance at 60, like at, at 3D. That's what right. I'm saying. Maybe. 
I mean, we've gotten ahead in time, which is a great game. I mean, ahead in time. I, I, we, I think it was said in the Discord that a hat in time and a, a few other games were the reason that like other developers were like, maybe we should try doing this genre again. Yeah. And then like Nintendo came out with the Mario Odyssey, and then we finally and got Psychonauts two, which two. is a great game. I think Mirror's Edge. I, I would like to see an ending to Mirror's Edge. Uh, that's just like... It is technically a 3D platform. It's technically platformer. a 3D platformer. It is, so. It's in the purest <laughs> form a 3D platformer. <laughs> so is um, Jet Set Radio. Really? Yes. Interesting. That, 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 not a, for nothing. I would love another Jet Set game, yeah. but... I mean, uh, what's his name? He did the, the sound was, on his that, Twitter uh, just every other day. I want to do another Jet Set game, but Sega won't let me. There's a spiritual successor. I forget the name escapes me right yeah. now, but I, I remember seeing that trailer for it. Uh, but yeah, like 3D platformers are definitely making a comeback, and I'm all for this, uh, especially with like the current crop of technology. Like They can look really freaking pretty. Oh, yeah. And like... Portal 3 technically is a platformer. Uh, Portal's definitely a puzzle platformer, yeah. yeah. So that's like a, a genre that I love, and I'm glad that it's it's seeing the resurgence that it is. I just want more. I feel like they come out like very few and far there, between. Yeah, yeah. Ape Escape would be good. Uh, now, Chibi Robo. Throwback. Chibi Robo would be good. Uh, Sheepdog and Wolf, which is a <laughs> PC one. <laughs> I want those, like, I, I know I'm going to, I think I'm the only person who probably misses a claim in Midway. No, because they had some good bangers. Dude, I, I, yeah, what I'm was the, um, like, I'm talking about their movie tie-in games. No, no, right? no I'm talking about the, like, because like, when they did like the SpongeBob games or Dr. Nefarious, yeah. stuff like that. was. So I had mentioned Voodoo Vince in the Discord chat. Oh my God. And see, like Voodoo Vince was an amazing game, right? It was. It was. Had no right being that good, actually. And uh, I think, what was the other one? Uh, I mentioned Voodoo Vance, and then there was, um, oh my God, what was the other game that you guys mentioned? It was also a platform. I think it was Blinks the Cat. Yes, Blinks the Cat. Yeah. So Blinks the Cat, I was like, ah, been, that, like stuff like that just doesn't get made anymore. I would kill for another Prince of Persia game. So would I, but that's Ubisoft, so. I know. <laughs> Um, but I just think back to like all the old school style platformers Alice. that we got, you know, like Voodoo Vance, um, Tide of Tasmanian Tiger, which I think got a that re, was, they, it, they it, ported they, it or they ported everything. They put in a lot of those games, like Blinks the Cat and everything are on games. Yeah. So they're sitting on under Microsoft's IP. Like a lot of the, like the. We call it, I think this era was known as the Mascot War. Yeah, it was the Mascot everyone Wars. everyone was trying to find the Mario killer. You had Sega with Sonic, you had Nintendo with Mario, and then Sony... Had Crash. Had, had, had being crash, the opportune word. Had... <laughs> Spyro. Spyro. Had... Ty. Had... They had a bunch of these masters, but they never really... They never, like, pushed stuck. them through. I mean, they used Crash for a lot of marketing, so that's why a lot of the time, like, yeah. a lot of people still associate... Crash with Sony PlayStation. Oh, yeah, um, that makes sense. It's just, I don't, uh. 
The Blob. Dead Blob was nice. Dead Blob I... was actually a very good game. I mean, you get the indie games like Cluster Truck, which is a which is a fun time killer. Yeah, but it doesn't have like the story. Like we, we just I think what needs to happen is they just need to do something like really weird with the platform genre. So it like has Cluster to Truck, it like... has to come from like Sega then. Maybe. As much as I hate to say it, it would have to come from Sega. And Sega will have to go to... Ideally, Sega would have to go back to Nintendo and say, let us borrow um, one of your franchises. Or they could just bring back Ristar. No. (laughs) No, no, no. Because ideally, they would have to go to Nintendo and ask for one of the franchises again. Because remember... There are certain Sega games that, that Sega developed for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. One of the most well-known ones is F-Zero. Yeah. Give me a Captain Falcon racing 3D platformer game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get out of the thing and punch things in the face. That's a bounty uh... hunter. <laughs> um, no, but like, seriously, like, I would have to say it's Sega because Sega has a lot of those quirky developers that would sit there and be like, so you want us to make a 3D platforming game again? Fine. I'm done with Yakuza right now. Let me go make you a brand new Super Monkey Ball. (laughs) Same developer. Like, literally, same developer. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny because it's true. It is. Wario World. Nintendo's sitting on Wario. We haven't had a, a proper Wario game. Now, the WarioWare games are great. So, like, Warrior World, the last one, that, that was made by Treasure. And Treasure was, like, one of the kings of developing those weird, wacky yeah. platformer games. They also did a lot of, like, shoot 'em ups and stuff like that. But, like... Bionic Commando. Uh, what was that? Remember Mischief Makers? Shake, shake! Yeah. <laughs> that game is a godsend. That game is so good. And we haven't had anything like that in a while, either. I think we'll see it come back to it in two forms. Because we are getting an Indiana Jones game. I heard about that. And since Tomb Raider technically counts as a 3D platformer in a way. Yeah. Because the original games were that. They've evolved. A lot of them have evolved from simple 3D platforming into action-adventure puzzle 3D platform games. I would like to think that the Lego games also fall they into do that fall, They do fall into that. Like those, ca- those have come out pretty frequently. But I yeah. think they also get overlooked because everyone looks at it, it's like, oh, it's Lego. This is some. Listen, kid. some of the Lego games are some of the greatest games I've ever played. <laughs> some specifically of the Batman ones. So a lot of the, their, <laughs> their their main licensed ones have always been great. Like their Lord of the Rings game was really good. Oh, Lord of the Rings um, game is actually my favorite Lord of the Rings. Their game. Harry Potter games are actually very fun. Yep. I'm looking forward to the Skywalker saga coming out later this year. So, Epic Mickey maybe again. <sighs> Who made that? Um. Epic Mickey was done by that famous. Um, I know the developer was famous, and his name escapes me right now. <laughs> Mickey. Oh my God. It was by Junction Point, Disney Interactive, Warren Spector. Thank you. <laughs> and then he went on to make like Spore or something. <laughs> no, Warren Spector is the uh, film director. He's a film director. He does uh, Deus Ex. Yeah. Um, Ultima, System Shock, Thief. 
Blue Light did spoil. That's all right. Yeah. I, it's, I, I knew, I was like, the W is what got to me. Yeah, I was about to say, like, so, no, you're thinking of, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, Congo. <laughs> Will Wright. I was like, wait, no, W's. They're all blurring in my head. This is what happens when you get old kids. <laughs> well, if I look at 3D platformer as a genre right now on Steam. We'll I mean, there's probably a bunch of stuff on Steam. It Takes Two is on the top. Yeah. Psychonauts 2, Death's Door. Death's Door isn't a platformer, though. Uh, Mon Cage, Portal 2, A Hat in Time, Byro, Crash, Original Portal, Battle for Bikini Gumbo, Stumble Guys. <laughs> Stumble Guys? <laughs> oh my god, that's adorable. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, Kiwi. Anime's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Kiwi. Oh, that's um, right. Kiwi did come out, right? Technically Sable. I have to look that up. I, I that was kind of like interesting, but I was like mm. Journey to the Savage Planet. The Last Campfire. Last Campfire is not a platformer. It's listed under 3D platformer. Oh, that's so. hella incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> so was the Pathless. So was the Pathless. I mean, Kind it has platforming, but it's not really a 3D platform. Not in the vein of like Mario Odyssey or yeah. those type of games. Like that's that's the, I'm specifically going for like the Mario style game, you know. Um Pumpkin Jack, which I found out about through uh that's old. Oh it is, but um I only recently found out about it because of uh games on quick. Okay. And it's kind of like that on rails but 3D platform. Yeah, it's basically medieval. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on to our main topic while we have the rest of the time in the show, while we move away from 3D platformers onto what we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel has been taking, like, the, this is the influx of players that are playing this game. <laughs> Amazes me because Yu-Gi-Oh has been around for years. For years, but no one wants to play the physical card game anymore. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think a lot of people who are like, "Oh, I remember Yu-Gi-Oh Monster Reborn Dark Hole," and then they play this, and they're like, "And they're like, what, what happened? happened to the game?" And it's like, "Oh, I do this, this. I summon a synchro, and I summon, I'm like, you do a what now? What <laughs> synchro what? Wait, what was that video where it's Yugi's voice actor versus uh, was it the Five D's voice actor? Yeah, it was Yugi yeah. versus Yusei, and he was like, <laughs> synchro what? <laughs> <laughs> they should do that again uh, at some point they probably will I think <laughs> COVID put a damper on a lot of the events but they did all those voice actor things yeah um, but Master Duel has been a lot of fun for me and a lot of other people uh, I'll admit I downloaded it played a little bit of it I was like yeah yeah this hits all the right notes and everything music's great in the game I don't know why you know, the so music great. is <laughs> Phenomenal. And I don't know why. It's like, hey, this is a free. So the thing is, the, thing is the, the Yu-Gi-Oh games have always had like because bomb they use the soundtrack. Same <laughs> composers that they use for all of Konami's music games. So take DDR, take um, Beat Mania, <laughs> take all the B-Money games, and be like, oh yeah, now we're doing this. Like, hey, can you make us a soundtrack for uh, this free-to-play Yu-Gi-Oh game? It's like, sure. <laughs> they just want work. <laughs> yeah, but like this soundtrack. Literally, <laughs> there has no reason being as like fire as it is, and all the, most of the Yugi games have had really awesome oh, yeah, music. Always had, yeah, but like this one mm. is literally like, <laughs> holy crap! This music should not be this good, and I'm having yeah. fun. And on the top of playing it, I'm actually having fun streaming it too. 
um, because it's just fun to play. Yeah, even though, fun. even though the the stream has that like lag delay between turns opponent and you and turns yeah. and everything, but um, hopefully that's something that gets fixed. Uh, but I'm really loving the master duel, and I'm really loving this uh this push towards digital card games. And we've had a lot of digital card games do really well. You know, and you have Legends is, of Rune Terra. Yes. You have MTG Arena. See, this is this is where this is where I always I was like, it's I said that digital card games will take off when the big three finally join in. Yep. And the first one was Magic the Gathering Arena. Mm-hmm. Now Yu-Gi-Oh. Now we need that third game to be online. We need Pokemon online. And Pokemon has announced that they're redoing their they're re- TCG online that will release later this year. Yep. Pokemon so is going to over. sitting here like, it's over. <laughs> it's pretty much over. Dragon Ball is not going to get there for a while because there's a lot of licensing issues that go with the Dragon Ball. There's too many licensing <laughs> issues. Because um, like the actual app is something different. The app is just a tutorial thing. I would wish they would turn that into like an actual physical online client, but there's just a lot of rights issues that that's literally what's giving them. <laughs> they like money. I know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny that well, ironically enough, uh, Digimon is actually going to have an online client before the Dragon Ball Super card game. That doesn't surprise me. And I guess it has to do with the fact that Bandai Namco Owns Digimon, every, yeah, owns whereas Digimon. Dragon Ball is owned by uh, Toei for animation. And, yeah. So, who knows? Maybe we'll get a Dragon Ball con- <laughs> Unless Toei just straight up buys Bamco, which they've threatened to do multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> um, But the move to digital card games, I think, is what is attracting a lot of people. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Like, you have people... Coming also, back. it's Yu-Gi-Oh! It's Yu-Gi-Oh. Every, it, it's, what I've noticed is in the FGC, because right now, everyone's... They're either in love with Strive or they hate it. Right. Or they're in love with Multiblood or they hate it. They're in love with Street Fighter or they hate it. Mm-hmm. Tekken's the only one that has something going for it. And everyone's waiting for the next games to come out. The next big thing to come out. Mm-hmm. And with the arguments of rollback and this and like with the fact of Capcom Cup being suspended, people are kind of like, hey, I kind of want to do something. I'm not going to lie. If you go to an FGC event, you'll find three games off to the side. Mario Party, Beyblade, and Yu-Gi-Oh! being played. <laughs> and I really wish two of those were a joke, but no. <laughs> there are Beyblade tournaments at EVO every year. Of course. Gotta let it rip. <laughs> and Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments every year at, at EVO. You know, it, it takes me back to one of my... So back when uh, NJIT was doing... God! In, in-person tournaments for not just video games. They also had Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments in there. And I went with Fire yeah, to one of the Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments. And it the salt was so real that I made it to the final round. And this was like, they, they gave yeah. out cash prizing. And t- these two people obviously were like teammates and they made the top four. Yeah. And the amount of negotiations they had for the prize split between the three of us all because they didn't want to play me <laughs> <laughs> was hilarious. Uh, you can contact fire for verification yeah, of that no, story. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, it's just, again, like Yu-Gi-Oh is one of those games that like, Oh, I remember playing you when I was a kid, you come back and you're just like, what is going on? And then it has you hooked. 
it has that unga bunga effect where yeah, it's like I like big numbers. I like big numbers. I like to do things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, in a way, I'm also kind of glad that Master Duel is doing really well because like Konami. When was the last time Konami did anything right in the video game space? Beat Mania. Okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> literally, they haven't done wrong with their music games yet, which is incredible. <laughs> they also have Poppin' Music Online, which is only located in Japan because of licensing issues. Right. So basically, yeah, just, just music games. Yeah, so I, I wonder if, like, at some point, like, Ma it has ranked games, but I wonder if they're ever going to push Master Duel into, like, an actual eSport type they thing. They might, because remember, they have announced that they were interested in eSports. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, but they weren't sure whether what the right right way they were looking mostly at the paper card game. Mm -hmm. Remember, and now that they're seeing this, they're probably looking at it as like, well, we can hit them. We we can now double dip into the same. <laughs> yeah, I we think, can now double dip wallets. I think the advantage to um it being digital is also the current situation of yeah. the world, uh, yeah. being that we are in a global pandemic. Um, it's probably easier to. <laughs> do uh, digital tournaments than actual in real life tournaments which has slowly started to come back like a lot of local places here are, yeah. are starting to come back with uh in-person events uh unfortunately due to the pandemic the most recent major championships for Yu-Gi-Oh had to be canceled there was an event in Pasadena yeah. a couple of weeks weekends ago that got canceled February's Las Vegas event has just gotten canceled they also canceled a European uh, event in uh, Utrecht. And I feel like um, this is going to be happening a lot as like it's winter yep. and summer. Everything's going to be fine. Winter comes. In. So we're going to actually have seasons. Uh, we're going to have seasons like. of like competitive card gaming. Um, it's competitive everything, I think, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised because like the fact that even Beyblade got into actual competitions. There is a TikTok that metagames Beyblade. Beyblade's amazing. The only <laughs> other, the only other, like, and Konami, I want you to bring this game back, is Dungeon Dice Monsters. And no, that, that can stay far no, away. The only thing that has only ever scratched that itch was Bakugan. Beef. <laughs> Beef. <laughs> you have no idea how much that how much that that game has sold in terms of toys. It's I'm insane. sure it has. It's um, insane. But yeah, like for those of you who don't who don't know me personally, I love card games. I play I have played many a card games over the many, many, game. many years. We all miss the war the World of Warcraft card game. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I hate Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Damn you guys. Um it's still kept alive online through the community. Yeah, I know, they I know. do uh untapped tournaments, so that's a thing. Um but if you're looking to get some of your card game done stuff, you might want to check out the Waypoint Cafe as well, where we record this podcast to you live. Yep. So one of the things that we have here at the Waypoint Cafe is we do have uh, a series of different card game products for you to take a look at. Uh, every Friday, you can also check out some of our Magic the Gathering. We got Commander going on here at the Waypoint Cafe. For those of you who don't know what the Commander format is, this is basically a format where you have your Commander and a 99-card deck. 
And everyone hates me. And everyone hates me and Gino because we play broken stuff. I play Slivers. Um, Pokemon is also available at the Waypoint Cafe. We have the Fusion Strike ATBs available where you can try to chase down that shiny Mew. I mean, also Pokemon like TCG, like for events is kind of fun because their draft events are easy. Yeah. So easy. If you're a collector, MetaZoo's kind of hot on like the collector's market. There is I like. I finally played the card game, actually. Recently. It's fun. It's a fun card game. I just, I think the rules are kind of make or break it a lot because the fact that certain decks are actually built around time of day, weather, and things yeah. like that. <laughs> so, but it is, it is an interesting uh, they just the need, game. Like, all I said was they need to pass these rules to like at least a, a few people to just hone them in a bit. And I think it could be a very good, fun, fun, like, card game. Monster Yu-Gi-Oh. That's what I called it. Monster Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have a lot of card game events. The card game product is currently sold at the Waypoint Cafe. Um, and you can check us out for upcoming events as we try to iron it out and work around all this uh, COVID nonsense while we try to get oh. events somehow in some way. Uh, but for the most part, if you want to check me out on Master Duel, I'll be streaming more Master Duel. Uh, I think I'm just going to make Master Duel like the mainstream thing. I don't know. I, I just until something comes out that I want to play. Um, so basically until Elden Ring drops. I'm not going to stream Elden Ring. I, I have pretty much determined that I cannot stream a Souls game because I have to concentrate and I will ignore the chat. So. So <laughs> not Elden Ring or any other game that comes out next month. Be it. Destiny 2. I'll probably stream Witch Queen when it launches on February 22nd. That's about it. Horizon? Nah. Horizon I'll play on the side. And my son's over there full comboing row beats like left, right, front, and center. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, 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 uh, what else is coming out next month? There's too much coming out next month. I don't want to go over it. We went over it in a past episode. Um, anyways, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. Appreciate y'all coming through, checking us out. Uh, again, all the links have already been placed into D chat there for our discord, our merch, our sponsor image anime, where you can use our promo code discount ship, uh, for free ground shipping on all orders over a hundred dollars. If you guys have any questions about any of this card game stuff, feel free to hit me up. I am pretty much always trying to answer stuff on discord just make sure you tag me at omega z if you're into discord if you want to talk about card games video games whatever you want definitely reach out and check us out on our streams speaking of streams coming up next we have rj and joel with great ace attorney finishing up trial the uh case four trial um so you definitely want to check that out uh speaking of rj as well definitely check out uh, two things are YouTube for our Coco No Pro teaser trailer, our upcoming wrestling theme visual novel. Coco No Pro is also up for your votes over at the uh, Rogue, the Rogue Gaming uh, thing by IGN. I think we dropped that link in there, right? Is yeah. it there? Yeah. So Rogue Jam is up there. Jam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Not Rogue Tide. Rogue Jam. Vote for Coco No Pro. Please do us a solid. It's great. Uh, we get more eyes on that game. We're definitely going to have more information for you uh, later this year 
on uh, what we're doing with Cocoa Pro. Uh, we're excited to uh, be presenting this for you. I know RJ's hype about it too. <laughs> do it, you cowards. We love you all. Um, that's going to do it for today's show, everybody. So I appreciate you all coming through. Stay safe. Have a good night. And as always, until next time, you've been decoded. Thank you.